Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah thoughts, ideas, and messages in all of its wonderful parts and facets. Baruch Hashem, today this is easier than ever before. Please enjoy the following class and the rest of them on my podcast. And follow in order to receive updates daily. Also, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, and neighbors so they could enjoy as well. Now let's move on and learn and grow together. Today's daf Masech is Gitin is daf Chaf Hei 25. We're actually starting the top line of Chaf Hei Amr Aleph. We're going to have two sections in today's Gemara. The first is a finale of yesterday's daf, which we were discussing this concept of Pasal Upoisal. Now when it comes to these four types of Gitin, we had a Machlekes Rav and Shmuel, which one of, ones of them would invalidate the woman to Kahuna, albeit that the get was Pasal of a Lishma issue. So we'll have two more opinions regarding, regarding that, which ones would potentially invalidate her to Kahuna despite having a Pasal get. And then we'll move on to a new discussion which really is more connected to the sugya of Yesh Brera in Brera. We'll see this ties into an understanding if there's a distinction between Tayla Bidas Atzma and Tayla Bidas Acherim. Be'ez Hashem, it'll take us through Chavav Amad Aleph. So let's begin top line of the page. So just as a re- uh, remembering, yesterday we learned that you had a Rav and Shmuel regarding these four cases, which ones in these four cases would cause her to become Pasat Kahuna, even though they are Lashma issues. So Rav said <coughs> that the last three cases would still cause her to become puzzle to Kahuna, even though the Gitten are ineffective, puzzle to but the first one wouldn't because the first one's not an effective get at all. It's not even a get. It's not a safer crisis. It was just written for uh, teaching purposes. That was Rav's opinion. The opinion of Shmuel said that all of them would invalidate her to Kahuna, because Shmuel's opinion is wherever Chazal said pasul about a get, pasul upaisul would invalidate her to kahuna. Even, even the, the first one, which is completely an invalid get, still would invalidate her to kahuna. Now, we have the third opinion today, top of Chafeh Amaralah. Ziri Amar Ziri says, Kulan in Paislin, all four of them would not invalidate her, Chutzman Achim, besides for the last one. And why does he say this? It's because since the first three are not effective gitin at all, they're total Ishma issues, so you can't compare it to the case of Reh Haget, which we explained yesterday from Rashi's, where a guy said, here's your get, your divorce from me, and not permitted to anybody else. Because there, at least, it's written from him for her. These are not written for her or from him, and therefore they're not going to be valid. As opposed to Chutzmina Acharon, besides the fourth case, this there would be Reh Haget. And why? So Rashi explains, because the Iri is Choshesh for the opinion of, of Yesh Breira Lahachmir. So he says, maybe the fourth case where he said to the sofa, write it for whichever woman I decide to divorce, maybe we do hold yesh breira. So lahachmi, we're going to say there would be reach get in the fourth case. And so said Rav Asi, like Ziri said as well. Rav Yochanan is the fourth opinion. He says, even the fourth opinion will not invalidate her to kahuna because Rav Yochanan holds as psak, staunch law in breira. 
There's no concept of Brera here. Since there's no concept of Brera, she's not inval- invalidated to Kahuna in any way because this was not an effective get. And even in the fourth case, where he said, whichever one I decide to divorce her with, you should say it should be confirmed later what, what, he, what the sofa was doing in the beginning. There's no yesh brera lahachmir, we say ain brera as psak. And we see that Rabbi Yechanan applies the same svarah, a staunch in brera, in a different area of halacha. Brothers who divide up the inheritance of their father, they're considered lekuchais, they're considered buyers. Now the fact that they're considered buyers and they're not considered inheritors, see inheritors would mean that we look at whatever property they claim as theirs and has always been theirs, which is essentially applying the principle of yesh brera. But brothers are considered purchasers. We don't know who it belonged to initially. Now they're purchasing. And since they're considered lekuchais, they would have to redivide everything up after Yoivel because what Yoivel would do is it would make things go back to the original owner. We would look at it as if it goes back to the beginning before it was purchased and then they would have to redivide it because we look at them as buyers and not inheritors. So this is, again, utilizing the svara of Ein Brera. We don't look at it as whatever they took. It clarifies from the beginning that was always theirs. Rather, in Brera, we never know what was theirs. They took it as buyers, and they'd have to return it to the rightful owners, which is unclear, and that's what they'd have to redivide it after Yoivel. So the Gemara says, Vitzricha. And we need Rabbi Yechanan to paskin in Brera in both scenarios of the cases of Gitin, where we're not going to say she's invalidated, it invalidates her to Kahuna, because over there we say in Brera. And we also need him to paskin this way by brothers dividing up Yerusha to say that they're considered um, buyers that they would have to redivide by Yovel. Because if we only stated it in regards to Gitin and said, since he holds in Brera, therefore it wouldn't uh, invalidate her to Kahuna, even in the fourth case of our Mishnah. Maybe he specifically says by Gitin, in Brera, and she doesn't have to worry about Reach Haget. Because the Torah goes out of its way to say, Vikasav La Sefer Krisis. So maybe in generally holds Yesh Brera, but in the Psak of Gitin, where it says La, it has written for her, so we can't rely on any Brera to know what the understanding was at the beginning based on the outcome later. Aval Hasam, but in the case of the Yorshim dividing up property, maybe Mecherhu. Mecherhu da Amrachman Ali Hadar Yovel. Only Mecher, only sales go back by Yovel. But maybe we would say by Yerusha and Matana that they would not go back by Yovel. And since we would look at the inheritors also as Yerusha, so therefore it should be considered Yesh Brera. This was theirs all along and they don't have to redivide it. So Kamash Malan Rabbi Yechanan says, no, they do have to redivide it because we hold in Brera and it wasn't theirs from the beginning. They're like buyers and they have to reclarify at Yovel. If we only taught this by the second case of the fields that are divided up, so then you'll say like this, maybe really Rabbi Yechanan doesn't hold in Brera. He's misupik if we say in Brera or Yesh Brera. Now in the case of the inheritors, it's a chumr to say in Brera because then you'd have to redivide it by Yovel. So maybe where it's a chumra to say in Brera, we'll say in Brera. But by Gitin, where it's a chumra to say yesh brera, actually, it would come out of the chumra because that would cause her to have reach haget and invalidate her from kuna. Maybe it would be machmer to say that there is reach haget in the fourth case of our Mishnah. Or maybe you'll say, as Rashi explains over here, just as in the beginning, 
the chalukah was done from one person, so too by Yovel it goes back to being owned by one person. But it's not because, and therefore they're like lekuchas in the sense that they have to redivide, but it's not because he be'etzim holds in Brera. And therefore maybe by Gittin we would say that there is Reach HaGet in the fourth case because he would hold Yish Brera potentially. Aval hacha by gitan eim alai, he wouldn't. They wouldn't. It wouldn't. You wouldn't apply the principle of ein breira, and therefore you would say there is reach haget. Tzricha. Therefore, we need Rabbi Yechonah to paskin that even in the fourth case of our Mishnah, there's no reach haget because he holds ein breira as a staunch rule, not as a suffix or anything else. Okay, let's move on to the second point of the day now. Ba minir Rav Hashayim Rav posed the following question which is similar to the fourth case of our Mishnah, but there's an important detail that distinguishes them, and we'll get to that later. So Rav Ashaya said to Rabbi Yehuda, what about the following case? Amr Lavlar, if a person said to the sofer, Kisov le'ezer shateitzei bepesach techila, write a get for whichever of my two wives, they're both named Leah, whichever one goes out of the entrance of my house first. Now, what he's doing in saying this, is saying is, sofer, write the get now, you don't know who you're writing it for, but whichever of the two wives walks out of the house first, it'll be for her retroactively from now. So Ma, what's the halacha? Do we say Ein Breira and it's not effective because that's not Lashma? Or do we say Yesh Breira and it turns out that when the sofa wrote it, it, met, it was meant for that woman? So Amr later, Yudah said back to Rav Ashaya, Tani we learned the case, the fourth case of our Mishnah. Yes, Sir Mikan, more than this, meaning more than the Chiddush of the third case where he wrote it for both of his wives that had the same name. That's invalid. If he said to the sofa, write it to whichever one of the two women I want to divorce, I'll divorce. Puzzle Garish, but you can't divorce with it. Almas, Rav Yudah said to Rav Oshaya, you see that the Psak is regarding Gittin and Breira, that we don't accept such things because it wasn't written Lashma, and you can't say Hover Adavar, you can't say that it was retroactively clarified that it was intended for that woman. So it's the same thing here. You can't say it was retroactively clarified, it was intended for the woman who walked out of the entrance first. Esavein, Rabbi Shaya posed the question against the Psak that Rabbi Huda gave him because the Mishnah says in Psachim, it says, Somebody says to his children, my sons, I am going to slaughter the Korban Pesach with the intention in my mind that will include in the Chabura, before the Shechita, anyone, the first son who reaches Yerushalayim first. So the psak that the Mishnah there says, rishon uh, When the first son enters Yerushalayim, He merits in his portion, as well as he transfers a merit to the other brothers that they'll be joined in it as well. I just want to point out what it, what it was talking about over here. So we're saying the father tells his sons, I'm going up to Yerushalayim to shech the Karban Pesach. Now, in order to be included in the Shechita of the Karban Pesach, you have to be included in the Chabura. If you're not included in the Chabura, in the group that's joining together in this Karban Pesach, before the slaughtering, you're not, you're not, don't participate. He went up and slaughtered it and said, whichever one comes first, he'll be Zaycha in it, to join. The sun shows up after the Shechita, so the Mishnah there Paskins, that it's effective that he joined and he's Mezakeh's brothers as well. Now let's not focus on that last sentence, Mezakeh's Achiv Imai, for a minute. But the fact that he joins has to be using the principle of Yeshbreira, because otherwise he can't join later after the Shechit. It must be that it turns out the father had slaughtered it 
with that son in mind from the beginning. So it's Huvra Dover Meikara. You see that the clarification of the matter is made retroactively from the beginning. That was the intention. So says Roshaya to review to you see, we do apply the principle of Yesh Brera. So maybe we should apply it in this case too, in this Shaila, and it should be considered Lishma. And the one who walks out first, the get was written for her. Amalei, Rav Yehuda says back to Rav Yoshaya, 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 my son, you can't apply that principle of Psachim, that Mishnah there in Psachim, to this Shaila about Gittin. Because as we're about to show, really we say, Ein Breira. The reason the sons are included is because the father really intended for them to be included from the beginning before he slaughtered them. Ha'itmar Allah, Rav because Rav explained over there, he intended for his children to be included. He only said this language to motivate them so that they should come quickly to be part of mitzvahs. You could also imply that from the words of the Mishnah, the Katani, because it teaches there, once the first one enters his head and most of his body, he merits in his portion, Yerushalayim. Now, but that, you could say, fine, you want to say Yishbreira, fine, but he also gives over a portion to his brothers with him, that they'll join as well. Well, how does that work? If you say that the father intended to join them in the group from the beginning, so then it makes sense how the other brothers are included in the Chabura because the father had them in mind before he did the Shechita. But if you say that the father did not mean to include them in the beginning, could they be included in the Chabura after the Shechit has already been done? We know the Mishnah teaches in Psachim, that in order to be included in the Chabura, or to remove your hands from the Chabura, meaning to, to, dis, to remove yourself from a Chabura, that's only only until the slaughtering's been done. But after the slaughtering's been done, you can't add or detract yourself from a Chabura. So it must be then the father had these guys in mind in the beginning, and he was just being mezarism. He was telling them, come quicker to be part of the mitzvah, be in Rishalayim faster than, than don't be lazy. And the Gemara says, therefore, really it could be Ein Breira. He just had them in mind, and that's why by Psachim, they would be included. Tanya Nami Hachi. So the Gemara says, and I'll show you from a Brisa that that's the Pshat in the Mishnah, because Maisa, there was a story, that the daughters preceded the sons, and the father had said, whichever one comes first will be in it, but the daughters got there first. And it turned out that the daughters were quick, they, were, they had alacrity, and the sons were lower, it means they were lazy. The point is, it doesn't say they weren't included. They were all included. Just the point is, the father wanted them to be quick in mitzvahs. The daughters were, the, the sons were not. So the point is that it comes out, the way that Yehuda's answering is, you can't prove from their yesh breira, because really we say, ain breira. The point is, the reason they're included is because the father wanted them all to be included from the beginning. Okay, now, I want to point out what we're about to do, and then we'll see it inside. There is an important difference or as we'll see, Abai is going to point out what seems to be an important difference between the cases of Gerushin and Psachim, um, sorry, between the Shaila that Rabbi posed about whichever one leaves the house first and the case of Psachim versus the fourth case of the Mishnah. So what the Gemara is, Abai is going to say is like this. The difference between them is that in the case of the Shaila, let's start off with the case of the Shaila. The man said to the Sofer, Write the get for whichever of my wives leaves the house first. Now, in that case, what is the man trying to rely on for retroactive clarification? He's relying on das acherin. He's relying on the intent of other people. It means it's not something that he's going to do later that will clarify original intention. 
but rather what somebody else is going to do, i.e. his wives, which everyone's going to leave the house first. Similarly, in the case of Karban Pesach, the father is saying, whichever one gets to Yerushalayim first will be clarified retroactively, as we understood it, that they, would part, they were part of the Shechita Sapesach, so it's Das Acherim. However, the case that Rabbi Yehuda resolved the Shiloh from was the case of our Mishnah, where he said, whichever one I want to divorce later, that's the one that was in, in your mind beginning when you wrote the Get. So what Abai is going to ask is like this, how, what kind of a conversation is this? Maybe, really it's true in our Mishnah that the Mishnah implies Ein Breira. That's true. But maybe we only say Ein Breira when it's Tola Bedas Atzmo. Meaning when he says, whoever I decide later, that'll be the one that I divorce with it. Well, there you wouldn't apply the principle of Breira because it's clear from the beginning he didn't know what he wanted to do and he's only depending it on his later das. Well, you can't say later it clarifies what you wanted originally because you're saying it's only dependent on you and you don't know what you want originally. But when it's Tola Bedas Acherim, maybe we could say is he had some intention and later we would apply Yesh Breira that's what Abai is going to say in order to clarify the original doubt or the original lack of clarification. So essentially what Abai is going to say is the question was posed when it's Talabidas Acherim. The response that Rav Yehuda said was Midas Atzmo. And then the Pircha that Rav Ashaya brought from Psachim was Midas Acherim. What kind of a conversation is this? Let's read that inside now. So Amr Abai, Abai says, in order to understand this conversation, Rav Shaya posed the question to Rabbi Yehuda from a case of Tetzay B'Pesach Rishon, which is Tola B'Das Acherim. Bekapashet Lei, and Rabbi Yehuda responded from our Mishnah, the fourth case, the one I, whichever one I divorce later will be retroactively clarified, B'Tola B'Das Atzmai, where he depended on his own Das. V'hadar Moisiv Lei, Tola B'Das Acherim. And then Rav Shaya asked the Kasha from Psachim, which is the case of Das Acherim, when whichever child enters Yerushalayim first, that's Das Acherim. So I don't understand the conversation, Abaye says, because maybe as I explained, there's a distinction that when it comes to Das Acherim, you could say Yesh Breira, Das Atzmi, you don't say Yesh Breira. And therefore, Rav Shaya's question potentially could still stand that we could say Yesh Breira. And this should be an effective get. So Amarava, Rava says, my question, I understand Abaye's question. Dilma, perhaps there's no distinction. Demand de Isle Breira, that according to Rav Shaya, who's trying to say, that there is a concept of Breira, means he's trying to show perhaps there is a, sorry, according to the Tana who holds Yesh Breira, it doesn't make a difference if the Tanai, the condition to clarify the original status was based on his own intent or someone else's intent, he would still hold Yesh Breira. And says about Esrava, Umanda Lesle Breira, and the one who doesn't hold that there's Breira, he holds Ain Breira, whether he depends the later actuality to clarify the original reality on his own intent or somebody else's, Lesle Breira, he wouldn't hold that there's Breira. So, meaning to say is that when Rabbi Yehuda clarifies from our Mishnah, which is a case of Tolabadas Atzmo, maybe what he's saying is, you see from our Mishnah, Ain Breira, and there's no distinction if you hold. Uh, in Breira between Tola B'das Acherim and Das Atzmo, and therefore we've clarified your Shailar of Oshaya. What the Gemara is about to do is to say, we're going to show that there is a Tan or of Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, two Tanoim, that seem to actually make a distinction. And therefore, since they do make a distinction, this is a Pircha to Rav's question, which reinstates Abaye's difficulty in this conversation. 
I'll show you that you're wrong. Is that you can't say it's across the board. If you hold Yesh Brera, it's both where you tell Abedas Acherim or Das Atzmo, and if you hold In Brera, the same idea. Because Amar Leibai Amar Leir Mesharshi Larava. First of all, like this: for Har of Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, to tell Abedas Atzmo, Rabbi Yehuda, who holds when it comes to Das Atzmo, you make some sort of a condition on your on yourself. Less Leibrera. We're going to see that he holds. There's no Brera. But when it's toila on somebody else's future actions, isle brera. Then he will hold yesh brera. Where do we see this? So toila bedas atzmei lesle brera. When he when he depends it on his future actions, he doesn't hold a brera. The tanya we learned in a brisa. Now the 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 basis for this brisa we're going to see is halakiach yami ben akusim. If somebody purchases wine from kusim, so there's a, a, important points in Rashi. Rashi explains this brisa goes with the assumption. That he doesn't have another kli in order to separate his trumas and maestros from. However, kusim are considered gerei ms, but they're not makbed and trumas and maestros. Means they're worse than amar. They don't take off anything, and therefore, since they're considered gerei ms, and eretz yisrael is not removed from its kedusha through them, so therefore you have to take off all the trumas and maestros. But you don't have another kli to put them into. So what are you supposed to do with one kli full of wine that you want to drink, but it's now tevel? You need to remove all the trumas and maestros. So the Rebbeir, the first opinion in the Brisa says. You can make the following verbal declarations. Two lugin out of a hundred. This is truma, one fiftieth. That I'm going to take off um, in the future. So they are going to be truma. Now it stays there. It's remaining in the barrel. Asara, ten lugin. So that's one tenth. My serishim is going to be my serishim. The levi. Tisha, nine of the lugin. My sersheni will act as my sersheni that... Is meant to be consumed in Yerushalayim, turning to Chafam with base. Umechal, now you immediately transfer that nine, nine lugin value onto money, as Rashi says, because whatever you could fix up now, you could fix up, and then you would take that money later and eat it in Yerushalayim. And then you could drink the wine immediately. These are the words of Reb Meir. Now, the Gemara understands the reason Reb Meir says this in the Brisa is because Reb Meir holds Yesh Breira, is that it'll turn out that as you continue to consume that wine, whatever wine remains at the bottom, we're going to say, that's what you, me- you meant to give to the Kohen, the Levi, and to use as Meiser, or not Meiser, because you already removed it, but that's what you meant for Truma and Meiser. So it turns out Yesh Breira, in this case, that the wine at the bottom was what you intended originally. And therefore, what you drank wasn't Tevel. But Rav Yehuda, Rav Yosef, Rav Shimon, Oisrin, Rav Yehuda and Rav Yosef and Rav Shimon all said you're not allowed to do this. Now, the simple understanding is why are you not allowed to do this? Because they hold Ein Brera. Now, this is something you're depending on your own action of drinking it later and leaving something over for Truma and Meiser. They say Ein Brera, and therefore you can't drink from this because if you do, it'll turn out that you're consuming untithed produce. Ah, what's left over at the end clarifies you don't hold, they hold Ein Brera. So you see where it's Tolabidas Atzmo, Rav Yehuda holds Ein Brera. However, says Rabbi Sharshi, you see where it's Toilabidas Acherim. It's a condition that's dependent on other people's actions. There is a concept of Brera, according to Rav Yehuda. To Tanah, and as we learned in a Mishnah later on, if a person is sick and he says, he says to his wife, This is your get from now if I die from this illness. So the Mishnah over there says, What's the halacha regarding that woman during the interim days? Let's say for two months. He uh, wallows in sickness and then he finally dies. 
So what is her status during those two months? So Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, She's like an Eishas Ish in all ways. If he's a Kayin, she can eat Truma. And if she's Mezana, she's Chayev Chenek. However, Rav Yehuda says, When the husband does pass away eventually, it is a get me'ikara from the time that he gave it. We don't say it's a get la'achar misa, like it's effective after she dies, which is not possible. Rather, it is a get from the beginning. Now, Rashi explains over here, it's very important, Rashi says, and who is this toilan? This is das acherim. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch is the one ultimately, it's someone else, it's God who decides when a person dies or a person lives, and it clarifies to us that this get is retroactively effective from the beginning, and since it's effective from the beginning, she's considered divorced from the beginning. Now, there's a chiddush here that Rabbi Yehuda says, even though it's effective from the beginning, if she was mezana during the interim before he passed away, she'd be chayav misa, etc. But the point is, what do you see? He holds yesh breira when it's toilu bedas acherim. So says the Gemara, question number one against Rava, you see there is a distinction. If you hold yesh breira by das acherim, you could still hold ein breira by das atzmo. So how can the Gemara say, how can Rabbi Yehuda, meaning how could Rava say to Abaye, there shouldn't be a distinction, it should be Across the board, Yesh Breira would say both Bidas Achir and Bidas Atzmo. Abai is saying good, because Abai is saying maybe, maybe the Mishnah that says that when it comes to the fourth case, you don't say Breira because it's Ptolo Bidas Atzmo, but by Das you do say Breira. And now it comes out that there's a difficulty on Rav who says that it should be the same. Question number one. Now, number two, Amr Le Ravishashi Rav, Summer of Ravina. But the second challenge is Harabi Shimon. You also find the same idea with Rabbi Shimon. And when it comes to there is no concept that he says Yet when it comes to dependent on other people's actions, there is a concept of Brera. Where do we find this? So We already find above by the Yayan of the Kusi, we said that you're not allowed to verbally declare the Trumas and Maestras, and Rabbi Shimon agreed to Rabbi Yehuda on that because it's Taylor B'das Atzmai. What you're going to do in the future, you see Ein Breira. However, Taylor B'das Acherim Isli Breira, Rabbi Shimon seems to hold also, where it's dependent on somebody else, he does Yold Yesh Breira. The Tanya, as the Brisa says, man man still wants to marry a woman, and he says, I'm having relations with you, but I'm doing it for Kiddushin with the understanding that my father will agree to this. So the Tanakama of this mission of the of this Brisa says, Even if the father doesn't want this marriage to go through, it'll still be effective. Rashi learns because the Tanakama says that a person won't make his relations a znus. And if the father's disallowance or disagreement later would would disqualify, so it would make it into a znus. So obviously he doesn't want that he means to marry her completely. But Rabbi Shimon, Yehuda, I am Bishim Rabbi Shimon. It was said in the name of Rabbi Shimon, Ratzah Ha'av Mekudashis. If the father concedes, she'll be married. Loi Ratzah Ha'av Enim Mekudashis. If not, they're not married. Turn to Chavav Muralif. The point is, what do you see? Rabbi Shimon holds that where it's Tarlo B'das Acherim and the father, Yesh Bereira, it does get qualified, uh, clarified retroactively. We have a double question against Rava. You're saying, in order to resolve the conversation between Rav Yehuda and Rav Hoshaya, that there's no difference if it's Telo B'daz Nacherim or Das Atzmo, Yesh Breira across the board or Ein Breira across the board. Which, <coughs> therefore, Rav, you're saying, Abayi's question doesn't, doesn't start. The problem is, as Rav Hashashia showed, or Rav Vina showed over here twice, is that Rav Yehuda and Rav Yishim both hold by Das Acherim Yesh Breira, and by Das Atzmo, seemingly from the case of Yayin Kusi, Ein Breira. That's why you can't set aside verbally parts of the wine in order to eat from, drink from the wine now, it'll still be considered teva. So the Gemara says back, Omer Le Rava responded like this, 
Really, Bain the Rabbi Bain the Rabbi Shimon, Loishna Talabadas Asar, Loishna Talabadas Acherim Islu Brera. Across the board, whether it's Tola and other people's Das or his own Das, Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Shimon hold Yesh Brera across the board. I, we had the case of Yayin Kusi, which seemed to imply where it's Tola and his own Das. Separation of this verbal declaration of the wine of the Kusi, it's not effective. That's a different reason altogether. That's a Gezeira. Hasam Gedegatani Taima. As the Mishnah clarifies, um, the, the Brisa clarifies regarding the wine of the Kusi case, Amrulai, that the other uh, Chacham said to Rabbi Amrulai the Rameyer, they said to the Tanakama, you can't make this verbal declaration. Why? Because Iyatamoida, wouldn't you agree, Shemi Bakanoid? Maybe the barrel will break. Now, if the barrel would break after you've drank from it already, that means that you forfeited whatever trumas and maestras utilizing brera at the bottom. And if that's true, it turns out you ate tevel. You drank tevel because you haven't taken off trumas and maestras. So really, we hold, we agree with you. Yes, brera, it's not a problem. The only issue is, is that you're setting yourself up for a problem, which is that maybe it'll break. You, would, you won't be able to deliver the trumas and maestras properly. And retroactively, it'll turn out you drank tevel the iser. So really, even though they hold yesh brayra, it's a gezer, it's a concern, it might break, and then they'll forfeit the opportunity to do it properly. It turns out that they drank tevel, this person who did this, retroactively. Rameir says back, eh, when it breaks, I'm not concerned about that, which Rashi says, you don't have to worry about that, and since I hold yesh brayra, this is not a concern. So what the Gemara essentially does is reinstates Rava's challenge to Abaye, and really it comes out as the Tana who holds yesh brayra, holds yesh brayra across the board, which is Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, and the Tano, the Tanoim who don't hold of that would also hold Yesh Breira, Ein Breira across the board, Bein Marachirim. And therefore, as we reinstate Rava's response to Abaye, there is no difference between Acherim or Atzmo. And since Rabbi Yehuda says, therefore, to Rav Hoshaya, since by Gitin we find that there is an issue, we hold Ein Breira, whereas Tos is, even if you hold Yesh Breira in general, here we say Ein Breira because it says La so therefore, it shouldn't make a difference if it's Tola B'das Atzmo, like the case of our Mishnah, which is where he said, La'ezah She'ertze Garish, that's not going to be effective. Or if he said, whichever one, in the case of Rav Hoshaya's Shaila, whichever one leaves the house first, whether it's Atzmo Achirim, Ein Breira, and therefore this get is not Lushma and it shouldn't be effective. And that's what Rav Yudah was responding to Rav Oshaya. We're stopping here at the top of Chavav Mud Aleph with the new Mishnah. Ezra Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Chavav. Everybody have a wonderful day.